0: Welcome to the Kingdom Hour, where we are sharing real-life stories that are here to impact and empower you in mind, spirit, body, and soul. Join us each week as our guests share wonderful stories about how they overcame. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Dr. Donna Ganee, and I'm going to be joined here soon with uh, our guest, Johnson Emmanuel. And you are listening to the Kingdom Hour. We do welcome you, and we uh, pray that you will continue to. Follow us in the the shows that we have by going to our website at www.keifm.com and you can find out about upcoming new shows. You can also find out by going to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Kingdom Empowerment Inc. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash. Kingdom Empowerment Inc, and you can learn about new and upcoming programs there as well um now, our topic for today is we're going to be talking about balancing streams of income while doing God's work, as you know um in the Bible, it tells us that uh in this hour we would be kings and priests, kings and priests, and oftentimes um and when we are in ministry we we uh struggle. Uh, pastors sometimes in the area of finances, having uh money to be able to stay above the water while we are ministering to the word of god and and we also have needs where we need to f- satisfy our family members, uh especially our immediate household, we need to be able to satisfy our uh uh gifts to the Father. And to be able to continue with the work as he has given it to us for us to do. Now, when we look at people like Abraham, Abraham, he was a servant of of God. He was more than a servant. He was actually a prophet. And God considered him as being righteous and and, uh, worthy to fulfill his call, his duties that he had for him to do um, in the earth. And Abraham um, did not necessarily stand up and and preach but yet he was called by God to perform a specific act in in the earth for God and we can see that Abraham um, became very wealthy in the in the midst of it he had wells in which people had paid gold for him to be able to utilize his water uh, resources And we can see through his lineage of um, Isaac, Isaac um, prospered through a famine. And again, Isaac was considered by Lord as righteous before his eyes to perform a work in his will for his purpose. And yet uh, both of them were prospering at the time. So um, Abraham um, had more than one source of income. He had multitudes of cattle he had um we can tell through Isaac Isaac was into um farming because he, the bible says that uh well we we know that there was irrigation according to the history that's the time when irrigation was used from the wells that his father had uh, established before time so we know that um men and women of god can be called to Uh, also into the marketplace or into um, certain um, environments to be able to also become wealthy and still perform yet perform the work of God. So I'm hoping that shortly here our guests will join us, but if not, um, while we're waiting, I will go ahead and talk about some things uh, that we as the body of Christ can do as we are in also, um, as God has given us inspiration and given us ideas, given us vision, uh, given us revelations on how we can um, be able to uh, be fruitful and multiply dimensionally, um, we, first of all, with our relationship with Him but also in, in wealth and, and health, because he said that he wished that we would be well in health and wealth and our relationship with him. So I want to uh, look at a few things that we can do while we're waiting for our guest This has some very good insights for us. And one of them is scheduling. Scheduling. A lot of times we just, move about, wake up in the morning, and we do things without thinking out our day. Um, so, And it rolls off into a week and then months and then to the year, and we look back and we see that, oh, what did I accomplish? What did I do? Well, scheduling is going to help us along the way. We can uh, uh, establish the amount of time that we will spend also in our day with God, which is very uh, important. And it will allow room also for other projects, other inspirations that the Lord has given us. It will give us an opportunity to be able to share the word of God with others according to his will, his purpose, and, and his intention and and we can do that uh, successfully if we rely on God if we lean on him on him and we say God how do you want us to schedule our week how do you want us to move forward Even this very moment, this very day, and the Lord will help us to do that because we don't want to get lost in time and not accomplish anything uh, for the purpose that God has given us to fulfill. We should be passionate about it and have compassion in it uh, to be able to seek our goals. When I say compassion, we also have to take into consideration those that we are involved with on a daily basis. So we want to take into consideration also any obstacles that we may uh, face while we are scheduling and um, uh, establishing our time uh, for each day. We, We want to be committed to it because if we schedule and we pace ourselves and we don't have a commitment in it, we will lose focus and we will miss the mission. We will not accomplish what God has established for us to do. And we have to take it, make sure that it's important to us. So uh, around that schedule, we should have an urgency and a desire to fulfill it. So we have to be committed to it and stick to that daily uh, quiet time that we set. We want to make it our first priority First of all, to spend some time with the Lord. When we wake up out of the bed, we should be able to spend time with him and say, thank you, Father, for waking us up in the morning. And what should we do? What should I do for you today? It should be a personal commitment. And when you're involving others, of course, you also want to come together and pray before you embark out to do anything for that day, because you want to make sure that everyone is in one accord and that every, you're looking at the whole picture and everything in that commitment will be fulfilled. So you have to determine to make it a lifestyle, um, make, make uh, uh, it a lifestyle changes in it so that you will be able to accomplish your goals. You want to achieve each goal with having quiet time again in the Lord, your quiet time uh, to meditate upon his word prayerfully, seeking him, spending time in him in every moment actually because no matter what you're doing, if it if it is uh, building a well, if it is uh, finding that property to be, uh, put together or uh, you decide to develop a store where you can uh, put other Christians to work in it or you decide that you want to uh, uh, structure a hospital or uh, a school system for, for, for Christians to be able to have a safe environment uh, in the Lord, uh, you want to seek the Lord in it and, and establish, again, be committed in it and be able to be persistent and consistent along the way with your scheduling. And it's a part of uh, having a clear and clean, balanced act in your life. Uh, Now, um, a lot of times we uh, want to take into consideration uh, what are we doing in the morning and what are we doing in the night. Uh, Most persons find it more reliable to start first thing in the morning uh, to do something, but some people start at the end of the night because they feel like they're more uh, motivated, they have more uh, sensory and connection with God, so that they will they will work in the night. Uh, so, uh, or ha- you know, because they've had a habit of working at nighttime and in uh, secular jobs. So, um, you want to take that into consideration when you are developing your schedule, so that you can make sure you don't miss any of the details and the points that you need to conquer uh, throughout that time. One of the most important things also, too, you want to do is you want to limit your distractions. You know, when you are watching television and trying to accomplish something or listening to music sometimes and trying to accomplish something, oftentimes you will get distracted and you will miss the uh, most important uh, concepts that you have uh, strived for during the time that you are scheduled to accomplish something. So it's good to create a serene environment that will increase your harmony and tranquility throughout that time so that you can balance uh, yourself when you are working with multiple streams of income. And when I say multiple streams of income, let me go step back a little bit and clarify that. Some of us, uh, have more than one stream of income uh, so that when one stream is down, uh, one one other stream will take over. So we have more than one stream of income to work with from more than one angle, from more than one um, avenue. And because of that, we have to balance the time and say, okay, for Monday I'm going to work on on Tuesday, maybe on this stream. And sometimes you can schedule half of a day. Half of a day I will work in this area, and half of a day I will work in the other area to ensure that you're going to accomplish your goals and make sure that those streams are still flowing and that you're getting your expected outcome from it. So, You do definitely have to limit your distractions, your phone calls, uh, those subtle uh, knocks at the door, let's go to lunch, um, those uh, things that come in that can take up an hour of your time before you know it, and and sometimes up to four hours, and before you know it, you haven't accomplished anything you set out to do for that day. So you have to be very uh, strict about your distractions and Remain focused in what you're doing. And, and, you know, you do want to schedule some and space some time to where you are able to uh, satisfy uh, other people's needs, satisfy um, uh, external things like your appointments that you have. And um, make sure you, uh, you know, cushion your time enough to where you can be able to avoid uh, those intrusions that might uh, upset your schedule that you had uh, set for that time. Um, one of the things that we you can uh, become off pace with also, too, is your eating healthy. You want to make sure you eat a balanced meal which will help you to stay alert and on track with your quiet time. Now, um, you also will need to, with those meals, we also know that we need to get exercise, and oftentimes we don't do that. But we want to plan and structure that into our schedule also so that we can meet it. So um, me too, I need to start doing that today. <laughs> so Uh, eating uh, a healthy, balanced meal, but also we want to have exercise in it and uh, stay alert and on track uh, with our quiet time. And if you eat too much food at the end of the day, you're going to, what, fall asleep. You're going to be tired and it's not going to burn off. So as we are eating our meals, we need to be conscious of that. And it's good to sit down with a a nutritionist or Uh, uh, a health and wellness coach that can give you some guidance in those areas as well, especially the particular meals that you would would need to eat throughout the day. And if you schedule your quiet time in the morning, try to do it before breakfast so you can meditate uh, in the goodness of the day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We don't want to miss out on that. So take time to plan your meals to suit your specific needs. As you're scheduling, you want to prepare your meals uh, at least, you know, three days at a time so that you can make sure that you uh, get everything that you expect to achieve out of it. Sometimes we want to um, just, you know, eat day for day. But if we prepare our meals three, at least three de- days in advance, we can um, be able to have a healthy meal uh, established ahead of time where we can get the fruitfulness out of it for our bodies, for our health, and also, too, we can keep time with our schedules as well, especially if we have children or others that are um, a part of the equation that we need to factor in. We want to keep a journal. So writing down and uh your experiences that you're going through uh during that day will also help you to keep you- cr- uh creative along the way. You will be able to start your journey and then uh you will have uh, new revelation that may surface new ideas new things that the Lord will instill in you that you need to share with with uh in your ministry to be able to to help others as well because that's what it's all about. God is using us as a vessel for other people, and we need to satisfy his uh, desire the and purpose that he has for us in it, and so keeping a journal will help us to capture those revelations throughout the day that maybe the Lord have given to us, and we don't want to place them on the shelf we also uh, the wisdom knowledge and understanding that he share with us we want to capture that information and we can be able to use it in due season as time as he give it to us to and it's also developing solutions for problems throughout the world the lord will give you ideas that will uh transform uh our environment it may help in the area of food or in water uh those things that we need to um uh, be prayerful about, uh, the stopping of uh, disease and manifestation of pestilence and some of these things that are going on in the world, the Lord can give us the revelation on what to do about that. So we don't want to stop. We, You know, if we mess up and we miss uh, those special times throughout the day, it doesn't mean for us to stop and say, oh, I can't do this. It's over with. No, no, no more. I give up no you want to keep on going you want to become efficient at it until you feel like you you missed something when you stop at the same point in time so if you have a pattern set up and and you're consistent about it you're being persistent about it and you do it for a long period period of time you'll realize oh i'm missing something i'm i'm not going in the same uh, pattern that I used to. If you if you uh, if you attend church uh, all the time, you'll realize if you're not there, you you miss something out of it. If you read your Bible every day. Uh, you talk to God every day, and you used to get a revelation from Him every day uh for a moment, and all of a sudden it stops you You certainly know that you're missing something so but it doesn't mean that when you come to that point of missing it, it just means that you start- pick back up, start back over again. Get back in gear and do what thus says the Lord, and move forward. And you can also come back to that schedule and and um and and rewrite it, replan it, and and go over it again, and make sure that you have it right, that you will not miss that mark again. Now, um, balancing your daily activities is important for you to be able to experience God and focus on your goals. So you want to be successful in it and and improve it will improve your lifestyle dramatically. So take the first steps that you can immediately and uh don't delay on it because we all need to balance our streams of income and in order to balance our streams of income, we have to balance our schedule, we have to balance our lifestyle, we have to balance our commitment to fulfilling the revelations that God has given us because many of times we will set them on the shelf and we will say, oh, I'll get to it uh, at another time. And, you know, sometimes God can feed you so profoundly with revelation and, and you'll uh, be like it it just takes you for a loop. But, you know, that's why journaling is going to keep you in check. And also, too, you should pace yourself a place where you can continue the race with each one of them. Now, what else can we do? We can estab- build a team, establish a team environment to where uh, we can begin to, once we have it uh, stabilized, we can begin to release some of those streams to others to be able to work on them and function on them, but we also still will need to follow up and make sure they're in the right alignment as to how God has given it to you because order will be important. Order will keep you in the right place, in the narrow path, in the into the right gates that the Lord has given you to walk into. So you don't want to take it for... Um, granted you want to look at it and you want to uh be consistent, persistent and and fulfill every aspect that the lord have given you. Sometimes you may get a revelation that you know that is for someone else. So you also have to take that into consideration. How do I schedule and release this revelation to this individual and and put it in the whole picture together in a way that they can run the race with it without you holding their hand. Now, it's very important to do that because we, we can see that, you know, there's many scriptures out there that tell us how to do that. So I'm very thankful um, at this time that we do have a caller. And I'm going to open up the lines, caller, if you have anything you would like to share at this time and or have any questions or any um, prayer requests or anything you would like to say, you the line is open for you to do so at this time. Nothing at this time. Okay. All right. Thank you. It looks like we've had a little technical difficulty with our guest coming on as he's Overseas right now, so I guess we will continue um, with looking at some of the uh, things we can do to balance our act. Balance our act as we are working on several streams of income, and also too as we are uh, just going about our daily activities because it's so important that we do that. And again. As I said in the beginning, we can see Abraham Abraham was certainly a man of God. Abraham was certainly loved by God. Abraham was certainly righteous in the eyes of God. And um he actually when we look we look at Abraham, he still was wealthy and he had more than one stream of income. So we have to sit and wonder how could Abraham become so wealthy with all of these wells someone had to be, be there to manage it and he had also two cattle he had servants he had um, his wife he had his son Isaac and yet he was still getting uh, instructions from God along the way as he was going but we can see that uh, as he raised Isaac up, he raised them in such a way to have an understanding of the value of those wells that was dug, and he also had an understanding of how to survive through that famine, and, and I believe that it was an inspiration from God. I'm sure it was. Well, if we were to go to the Word of God, we can see that uh, he was inspired by God on how to live in that famine because the Bible Uh, God purposely made uh, sure to show that Abraham prospered, uh, um, Isaac prospered through a famine. Now, we look at uh, these things and we can see that he was very wise on how he dealt with the people that were in in that environment when he was going through the process of prospering through that famine and also walking th- in those environments that he existed in that were, you know, they were closing up the the uh, wells that were dug. They were uh, taking away, uh, things that his father had given them to survive on. Um, but yet he still prospered through a famine. And so we know that he had more than one source of income as well, even though that he his father had left the famine, we know that he also had access to uh, prosper through flocks. The Bible says he had possessions of herds. Uh, He had, uh, so how was he able to manage those seven streams of income? And, you know, the only thing I can tell you, it has to have been the wisdom of God. It had to have been uh, the teachings that was instilled in him from his father from uh, when he was on the earth as well, before his father had passed away. So the Bible says, and I just want to read a little bit here in Genesis chapter 26, uh, verses 12 through 33. The Bible says, then Isaac sold in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Now, it says, and the man waxed great and went forward and grew until it became very great. For he had possessions of flock and possessions of herd and great stores of servants. And the Philistines envied him. So he had had more than seven streams of income, I would say here, because he said he waxed great. But one of the things he had, he said he had flocks he had the possessions of herds he also had servants so to manage all of those things to to look back and and uh, wonder how did he balance all of these streams of income and still be able to deal with the situation of these people in the the uh, Philistines Envying him because you know, when someone has envy of you, they're going to try to uh, destroy what you structure, they want to take down everything that you have you're building up or everything that you have put into place. So, the Bible says that these Philistines, it says in 15, he says, For all the wells which his father's servant had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with uh, earth. So they had put dirt off into them. So it would take a whole lot for you to dig dirt out of a well that is uh, tapped off into a stream um, or, or a spring to produce water. And so Abimelech said unto Isaac, go from us for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water. So not only is he relying on his father's wells, he's also digging again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. So he's having to go back to those wells and dig them again, and dig them again. Now he still has his herds. He still has his flocks out there that he has to tend to, still has to tend to them. So an Isaac's servant digs in the wood valley and found there a well of spring water, and the herdmen of Galor said strive with Isaac's herdmen herdsmen, saying the water is ours and he called the name of the well Essek because they strove with him. Now here's this one stream of income that he has with his herds and his herdsmen's is over those that stream of income, but yet he's being challenged by the herdsmen of Gore, So they were striving with Isaac's herdsmen. Now, taking them off balance to think about the herds that they are given charge over, that Isaac have given them charge over. So they're strobing with them. So I'm sure Isaac knows about this, but it doesn't seem like it's interrupting what Isaac has determined to be a priority, and that is to dig another well, dig those wells up. But yet every well that he's digging, it, which is a stream of income, is he's being strove with. And it says he called the name of that well, Sitna, in verse 21. So he's still digging the wells, but they're still striving with him. They're still coming against him at every angle with each stream of income that he has coming or that he is tapping off into or that he is resurrecting. So uh, each one of these streams, when we look at it, we have to wonder now, why did you know, why were they striving with him? So what was the relevance of his streams of income? What Because everybody that walked by to those wells, they were tossing coins to be able to get water from those wells. They were not only just tossing coins, they were tossing gold coins to be able to tap off into the well that, that his father had give, left behind. And that also, too, he's now digging those wells back up. So how was he able to maintain himself? What uh, he was able to keep his mindset, and he was able to not uh, go and battle with them. But he says in twenty two, it says, and he removed from thence and digged another well, and for they, for that they strove not, and he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. So he didn't stop. He didn't give up. He still persevered. He was persistent. He was consistent until he knew, okay, this one is established by God, and nobody's going to change this. So in 23, it says, and he went up from thence to Beersheba. And the Bible says, And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he builded an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servant digged a well. Now, you see, uh, Isaac is 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 being now visited by the Lord. So I believe all along this time, Isaac was seeking God. He was waiting up on God deep inside. No matter, he's still continuing the pace, and he's waiting for the Lord's. Visitation. He's waiting for the Lord to show up in this because he knows that the same God that gave Abraham to do this is the same God that's going to give unto him to fulfill the mission that he has started. And it says, And Abimelech in 26 went to him from Garor, and Ahaz, one of his friends, and Phukul, the chief captain of his. Army and Isaac said unto them, Where come ye to me? Saying, Ye hate me and have sent me away from you. And they said, We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee, and we said, Let there be now an oath betwixt us and even betwixt us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee. So, so you see, in your persistence. In your in your journey that the Lord have given you revelation to fulfill all of those things coming against you all of that uh, the harassment that he was experiencing from the Philistines has now turned their face to seek him for a covenant and then verse 29 then it says thou that thou wilt do us no hurt as we have not touched thee, as we have done unto thee nothing but good and have sent thee away in peace, thou art now the blessed of the Lord. And he made them a feast, and they did eat and drink. You see, he still had the right spirit, even though they strove with him to against what he was doing that was going to be a part of his stream of income, also a part that was going to satisfy him during the famine. And then he said, and they rose up betimes in the morning and swear one to another. And Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass that the same day Isaac's servants came and told him concerning. The well, which they had digged, and said unto him, We have found water. And he said, Called it Sheba. And therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. So, he, Isaac was going through quite a few things, even though he had these streams of income to work with from his father. And um again, the Bible does say that he prospered through a famine. But I believe if we go down to the full root of every uh, way that we can balance a stream of income, it's only through the grace of the living God. It's only through us taking time to spend in the Lord that he give us more and more revelation to keep the pace. Because if we try to do it on our own, we, we, we would struggle even the more but if we do it with the Lord, even though we struggle, we still shall prevail. We still shall prevail. And the Bible says, while He was going through these things, there was one one well that He dug, that He dug up, that showed and proved that this was a time for the Lord's visitation, and the Lord did show up and visit. Isaac and as he visited him he assured him and comforted him along the way to let him know that he was on the right path he was on the right journey and if we just wait up on the Lord and have that faith and believe that he's going to take us through the Lord will be with us he will not deny us he will not reject us for the revelations that he give us so my brother and my sister Beloved of the Lord, press in and keep going. Whatever stream that the Lord gives you, continue the pace. Don't stop. Don't give up because the Lord has a plan for you. And it, it will flourish in due season and due time. It will manifest unto the glory of the living God. Isaac prospered through a famine. We are seeing famines. We are seeing Uh, persecution we are seeing many things even in a uh, christendom business in the kingdom of god in the physical and in the spiritual there is strife there is people that are striving with you there are systems that are striving with you but the Lord has a plan for you, and if he has given you the revelation, the Lord will not allow his revelation to spoil. The Lord will not take away what he have given you and allow anything to trample on it. The Lord will restore it unto his glory in Jesus' mighty name. I want to open up the lines again. Callers, if you have anything you would like to say, any insights, any prayer requests, and any thoughts that you would like to share, please feel free to do so now. Praise the Lord. Um, it really makes a lot of sense what you're saying, Doctor, because, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, sometimes, you know, Christian um, entrepreneurs just sometimes feel a little discouraged. And um, they're wondering if they should continue or if they're on the right path or if this is really what God wants wants them to do, you know. And just like you making those state points, like, you know, Abraham and even Isaac, you know, they didn't give up. You know, they still strive. And um, I just thank you for those words, you know. Okay. I also want to remind the body of Christ in uh, the book of Revelations. Um, I want to get there and quote the exact word. The Bible says we are kings and priests. So a lot of times a lot of people will say, how can they be a man or a woman of God and they're also uh, working or they're also doing their own business or, or they're also uh, developing uh, new uh, economies? Uh, what are they doing? Where are they going? Shouldn't they know their place? Uh um, are they supposed to be doing that and and ministry also or are they also supposed to be serving God again? I use Abraham as a perfect example that he was used uh most of all I would say he was used of God, and yet he still the bible says they they were wealthy, they were not poor um When we look at it, the Bible says Jesus himself was a carpenter, but yet he was Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, functioning in the earth. So uh, we should take example of that. It doesn't mean that because you're called by God that you're supposed to sit down and not perform or do anything that's going to build up. Uh, your ministry or build up your calling or keep you stabilized in this hour more and more, especially now in this hour, because we're in apostasy season. And so you see people falling away from the faith of God. I'm not saying that that's our portion and that I'm speaking that into, I'm not speaking that into existence, because I know that God has a plan in it all but what what I'm saying is that it's a time for the body of Christ to wake up and says it's time for us to build hospitals it's time for us to build schools it's all time for us to have stores uh we could we should be uh developing uh things like amazon is we should be de- uh using the revelation and the ideas that God have given us to be able to run the race we should have facebook uh we should have a facebook a social media platform for Christians to be able to strive on we should be builders of the kingdom of the living of God we should have that faith that no matter what we're doing that we will we will survive, we will we will overcome because we are the children of the living God. just as Jesus overcome, Jesus Christ able overcome. We can overcome because he said we overcome by the testimony. Amen. We overcome by the testimony. So if we are given great testimonies of God, what shall God do for us? He has said it by his word that we shall we shall mount up on wings. We shall mount up on wings if we fly. If we do, we just have to do our part. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord, and He will walk you through that process. He will take you through time, and and nobody can stop you. And not in this kingdom hour. The Bible says in uh, Revelation chapter one and six, it says, "And had made us kings and priests." has made us kings and priests. You cannot reign in the kingdom and and, and not prosper over that kingdom. And and he said he has made us kings and priests. So it doesn't mean for you to stop your priestly duties. It doesn't mean for you to stop uh, preaching uh, of the kingdom of God. We should be able to be entrepreneurs. We should be able to develop uh, things. In this earth and this time, if we are seeking the Lord, He will give us the revelation to prevail. Because we cannot depend on uh, social resources, we will not be able to depend on uh, man-made things in this hour. We will need to develop uh, a system to be able to be uh, uh, survive in this hour. And if we if I'm not going to decree no ifs because I know the Lord will help us to prevail, but we have to act it out. Um, he said, be fruitful and multiply. It's not only in the womb. It's also in our thoughts. It's with our hands. It's with everything that he has given us to function with. So the Bible says, uh, He has again made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. To Him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. But now I want to, uh, remind uh, the body of Christ that if, when we are, no matter what we are doing, we need God in it to prevail because not all the time are we going to have access to money especially if you have been laid off from work if you have been uh fired or terminated from that job environment if you have uh been uh, uh off on leave for a long time from work you will may find it you may find it hard to find a job you may not be able to function. Well, it, it maybe God is trying to tell you something. It's time for you to start something. Take the seed he has given you, plant it, water it, and allow it to grow. And and don't sit back and say, no, that's not me. That can't happen for me because it can happen for you. The Lord has a plan for you. He said, I have a plan for those that love me. Okay, so if you have loved the Lord, don't give up on him. Keep your faith. Don't run and hide and go off into a system of darkness that, that will only take you further down. Stay off in the Lord. He will root you. Let your He will plant your feet like hinds feet. Even though that you get on the cliff, you will not fall. You will not stumble because the Lord will be there with you to keep you it keep you uh, uh your feet steady so just start walking whatever seed he has given you start planting those seeds so those seeds can begin to pros and multiply unto his glory in this earth the lord said possess until he comes possess until he's come it doesn't mean for you to go and hide and and and, and hide the gift hide the calling it doesn't mean for you to go and hide The revelation. It doesn't mean for you to go and hide the the ideas that He has given you. Use those seeds, plant them, and let them grow in this hour in Jesus' mighty name. And that is my uh, final, hallelujah, that is my final words that I would like to share at this time. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we're looking uh, forward to trying to have uh pastor johnson emmanuel to come back on with us because he has some very good things to share with the body of christ where you can grow and be fruitful and multiply and that is in wealth that is in health and that is in your relationship with our lord and savior jesus christ and we need that more and more in this hour and we also again need to keep steady feet steady feet because um Even though that uh, things are shaking and things are uh, moving, that is not our portion. The Lord is our portion in the land of the living. The Lord is our portion in the land of the living. So if he's our portion that we are not dependent upon anything else in this world but the Lord because he's our portion in the land of the living. Therefore, we shall not fail. We shall prevail in this kingdom hour. In Jesus' mighty name. And I want to, Amen. And I I thank everyone for listening in to Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Radio. Please continue to listen in and follow us at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Kingdom Empowerment Inc. And for any upcoming shows, we have some great uh, programming on here. We have Kingdom Insights, we have Keys, we also have. Kingdom uh, Strategies, we have Kingdom Mandate, we have Kingdom Authority. So every week uh, there is programming, so please listen in, follow us. Follow us also on Facebook at Kingdom Empowerment Magazine Uh, and KEIFM underscore radio. Please follow us on our website, KEIFM.com. And I just pray that the Lord will be with you and that you have been inspired to overcome in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you all, and grace of God be with you. Amen.